0: Last time we met, I shared with you about the tender love of God. You know, remember, we saw through the scripture how God not only has given us his wonderful salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, but he has given us his heart. He has offered us an eternal love affair with him. He is the true lover of our souls. He has elevated us to the highest place in the whole of creation. His beloved, we are his beloved children you are of infinite worth to god god seeks those who will come close to him he seeks those who will receive his tender love he adores you he desires you he pursues you with a love that is so great that um, you can't even begin to fathom its depth or its intensity Um, it's often said i found the lord all i know is for my own situation I was not looking for the Lord he found me he searched for me he found me he lifted me from the miry clay and he healed my body and he saved my soul he did it he was looking for me let's remember Adam and Eve um, when they had sinned and God would normally meet Adam in the cool of the evening and he came as usual to the garden to to meet with his man Adam and he cried out Adam where are you Adam Adam where are you You see, God was searching for his man. God is searching for us to draw us close to him. God is eternally worthy to be worshipped and praised and glorified. Why? Because of his nature, because of his character, because of his great love with which he loved us in redeeming us. God is a passionate God. He's not a cold God, he's passionate about us. He loves us intensely. God longs for our fellowship. In Psalm 27 verse eight, God says, um, my, heart has we say, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. What does our praise and worship mean to God? Today, I want us to explore the Bible to find out just how much it means to God, our praise and worship. You know, we have said that God longs for our fellowship. Now, that raises a question. You could ask, is God lonely? Absolutely not. God is not lonely. From eternity, there has always been perfect love and unity between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is after all El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. So God has no needs, but God has some very strong desires and he very strongly desires your fellowship. Take for example, just think, if you had the choice and you could choose who you would be born to, would you prefer to be born to parents who just wanted children as kind of... um, Uh, ornaments and just to to maybe to extend their life through to live their life through or would you rather be given to parents who have so much love to give that they long for a child upon which they can lavish all this love God is so good that he just had to pour all his love out upon mankind let's read Ephesians chapter 2 Verses 4 to 7. And in it it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, wherewith he has loved us, even when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, hath he quickened us together with Christ. And he has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why did he do that? It goes on to say in verse 7, so that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. To paraphrase this in other words, it's saying, your heavenly father plans to spend all of eternity demonstrating his goodness, his kindness, his love to you in Christ Jesus shouldn't that make us want to fall down flat on our faces and worship him it simply amazes me that we human beings have the ability to bless such a loving creator who is after all the the all-sufficient one how amazing that our love and worship can minister and bless god who is mighty the all-sufficient one wonderful, generous, almighty God, and give him great pleasure. You see, God has given us a choice. He allows us to choose to love him or not to love him. And God has put within us the ability to love him in return. One of the greatest pleasures of love is the ability to give love as well as receive it. When Derek and I got engaged, I remember we had great joy in giving one another presents. How frustrating it would be if you dearly love someone and they continuously give to you, but there's absolutely no way you can respond. You just... That would be awful. So you see, God has put within us the ability to reciprocate the the love that he pours upon us. How does he enable us to reciprocate? By being able to bless him and minister to him in return but God will never ever force you to love him by giving us free will God has made himself vulnerable to to sinful mankind you see he's given us the choice as I said and we can choose to love him and respond to him or we can just turn our back and refuse his love and we break his heart and you might ask Is it possible to break God's heart? Let's look at the scriptures. I want us to turn to Hosea chapter 11 verse 3 and verse 8. It was I who taught Israel how to walk, leading him by the hand. But he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? My heart is torn within me. My compassion overflows. That tells us very clearly that God's heart is torn within him. God has feelings. Let me ask you two questions. Are you going to break his heart by withholding your love from him? Or will you be determined to give him all the love of your heart? your fellowship your companionship will you listen to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 and 5 hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might are you going to love God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might consider the potential that our love has to bless our creator. Now let's look at Isaiah chapter 43 verse 24. Here God is speaking about the nation of Israel and the terrible way they had rejected him but Israel wasn't alone in her rejection of God. People are rejecting God every day of creation. Every day we're rejecting him. I rejected him. I turned my back on him but he searched for me. And in Isaiah 43, 24, God is speaking to Israel and he says, you have bought me no sweet cane with money, neither have you filled me with the fat of your sacrifices. That word filled doesn't mean a great deal to us, but if you look at the the full meaning of the Hebrew, that word filled means to saturate. It means to make drunk it means to water abundantly it means to quench the thirst now if the Old Testament sacrifices had the potential to do those things for God how much more must God be affected by the love and worship arising from the hearts of his children whose hearts are full of love for him just consider the effect it has on God it fills his heart It saturates him, it intoxicates him, it waters him abundantly, it quenches his thirst. Have you ever been really thirsty? I have, I had food poisoning and I couldn't keep any fluids down. And I remember I was so thirsty that my tongue literally stuck to the roof of my mouth and all I could think of was water, water. And the bliss and the wonder of being able to have my first drink, it quenched my thirst. That is a little bit of how God feels when we worship Him and we love Him. It seems amazing to me that God actually has a desire and a thirst for the worship and the praise that only we can give Him, that only you can give Him, that only I can give Him. Doesn't that stir us to the very depths of our being? Let me paint you a word picture. Just imagine. Our Father God in heaven is sitting upon his throne from every direction, from all over the face of the earth um, and in every language requests are flowing in every second of time. And it's cries, oh God, meet my needs. And it's right and proper to ask God to meet our needs. But just imagine if God only heard this, oh God, meet my needs, heal my body, Get me out of this problem. I need money. Bless me. Anoint me. Give me a great ministry. Why aren't you answering me, God? You don't love me anymore. You've forsaken me. I hate you. Some people say, I hate you. Where are you, God? Why don't you answer my prayers? Why don't you speak to me? I need help and I need it now. Words of cursing and blaspheming and demanding from petulant children mixed together with all the voices and on and on and on it goes until suddenly a soft voice is heard, so very different from the rest. And it's saying, sweet and wonderful Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm not here to ask you for anything, Father. I just want to tell you how much I love you, Father. I want to be in your presence. I love to be in your presence. I want to spend time with you today, Father. I appreciate you more than I could ever tell you. Father, you are the center of my universe. You are everything I have ever desired or dreamed of. I come to lay all of my love, all of my life at your feet. I bless you, precious Father, I worship you with all my heart. Where's that voice coming from? It sounds the most beautiful music in the ears of our Heavenly Father. Sweet incense to all his senses. The most refreshing voice that he's heard in his throne room. He looks, he looks, he sees you. He cannot act fast enough to come and take up residence In the midst of your worship, you could be alone in your kitchen, you could be in your living room, you could be anywhere, and you are worshipping him from the heart. God comes and takes up residence in your praise and worship wherever you are. Psalm 22 verse 3 tells us, And thou art holy, thou that dwellest amidst the praises of Israel. In other words... God comes with his manifest presence and love to take up residence as you worship him. Let's consider what does our loving worship do to God? It blesses him immensely, immeasurably. It gives him enormous and tremendous pleasure. And when we Bless God, he blesses us in return. I remember that um, I'd been shopping in Oxford and I was utterly exhausted. I mean, some people are sort of very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when they finish their shopping. And um, I'm just exhausted. And I remember I had to wait in a very long queue for the bus and then you're kind of pushing and poking. You've got all your shopping and I got on the bus and I fought my way to a kind of a secu- secluded seat if there's any such thing. And I sat down with all my shopping and I just felt really quite unwell. And I remember just closing my eyes from everything that was going on around me and I just bowed my head and inside myself, I said, oh, Father, I love you. You are the strength of my life. You are the love of my life. I love you. I adore you. I bless you. Oh, I just want to praise you and thank you. You are my life. You are my strength, Lord. Not a word was coming out of my mouth at that point. And do you know the most amazing thing happened? And I honestly didn't expect it. I felt power. Power rising from the very depth of my being and it was the power of God that flooded me and all the exhaustion all the weariness all the the unwellness just disappeared and I felt full of life and strength I was absolutely amazed God had come to dwell in the midst of little old me my praise and worship on a bus, a housewife having done her shopping. Oh, I will never, ever forget that as long as I live. You see, I used to think that God sat in heaven and he thought, well, it's good for her, you know, so we'll let her carry on um, because it's good for her. But I'm a little bit bored. Um, That couldn't be further from the truth, you know i mean just as an illustration have you ever been talking to someone and then you see their eyes glazed over and they're kind of looking over the top of your head and you feel that they're saying well you know it's good for her to talk but you know this is frightfully boring and i used to think that god was like that that as i said couldn't be further from the truth because god is not bored when we are worshiping him and loving him he is not indifferent to us he is not unmoved by it all and God isn't thinking well yeah this is doing her good so I'll let her carry on I'll just endure this as I said before no no a thousand times no God delights in he revels in our worship it brings him joy it brings him blessing it absolutely thrills him if you knew that there was something that God really wanted and you could give it to him would you withhold it or would you give it to him God makes himself available to us every moment of every day isn't it marvelous that God we can have direct access to God any moment wherever we are have you, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, but have you ever telephoned a company and you don't get to speak to a person and you know you have to go through these different numbers if you want this press number one press number two and then you think oh joy you know I'm, I'm going to speak to a person and then you've got another thing lot of things that you've, you've got to go through and then you hear this little voice that says um, you are in a queue um, thank you please hold the line. And do you know, I have actually spent up to 20 minutes, 30 minutes once when I really needed to get through. I still didn't get through because I was still in a queue. I honestly thought actually they'd pulled the plug and gone home. And it's not like that with God. We have instant access. Isn't that simply amazing? We mustn't take it for granted. It's so easy to take all God's blessings for granted. And I do pray, as I pray for myself, I pray for you that God will open our eyes to see his love, to see him reaching out for us, to see his blessings in our lives. So our hearts will be full of praise and thanksgiving. So as I said, God makes himself available to us every minute of every day. I wanted you to pray with me. You know, I gave you this word picture about a sweet voice saying, Father, I love you. I would like us to pray that together. Would you pray after me? I'll say it in short sentences. And I would ask you to just close your eyes, everything that's going on around you, turn your back on that problem, turn your back on that need, and just close your eyes and, Picture the Lord. Picture your heavenly father who has just got his arms outstretched for you. You know, I used to love to sit on my daddy's knee, put my arms around him and put my face in his neck and just say, Daddy, I love you. Let's do that with our wonderful heavenly father. Sweet, wonderful, heavenly father. I come to you in Jesus' name. Father, I'm not here to ask you for anything. I just want to tell you how much I love you. I wanted to spend time with you. I couldn't stay away from your presence. I appreciate you more than words could ever tell you. Father, you are the very center of my universe. You are everything I have ever desired. You are everything I have ever dreamed of. I come to lay my life down before you I lay all the love in my heart before you. I thank you, precious Father, that I can bless you with my love. I bless you, precious Father. I worship you with all my heart. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. I just feel so moved that the Father God, even as we're speaking together, as I'm joining you in your home, that his presence is overshadowing you as you reach out in your heart. So God is pouring in his love and he will show you and tell you exactly what to do in that problem that is facing you. God has a wonderful future for you. He has a very, very special plan for you. And he will lead you one step at a time. And as you spend time in his presence and you come close to him, he will draw close to you. You might say, where do I start? The Psalms are a very, very good place to start. As we read, as David shared the depth of his love and his heart with God, you could make those words your words. You may not even feel tremendous feeling, but you know, God is a God with feelings. He's given us feelings, and they are perfectly valid. So any lack of feeling, is only temporary. And as you take your place, and you have that special time. You see, I have a trysting place with the Lord, and it's a special armchair that I go to, and I kneel before it, and I bury my head in all the cushions, and I feel that I'm just with my Heavenly Father. Just spend that time with Him, and tell Him how very much you love Him, how much you appreciate Him. You could start with practical things, Like I thank you that I have a roof over my head. I thank you that I have food to eat. I thank you that I have friends. I thank you that I have a job. I thank you for the clothes on my back. And then you can start thanking God. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ, your precious Son. Amen.